And we're back. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we're actually going to do this. Oh, God, are we going to try to do this? We're going to try to do this every week, right? No Just more delays. <laughs> <laughs> well, our delay is our normal pre-set session has turned into a different family-related event for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've also determined that my schedule is way too busy. I really need to purge stuff so I could focus on things like this. Um, I set aside too many days on a schedule that uh, allow me to be in other places. So I'm the one who is causing this problem. Outside of the gremlins, it's been something I've had to deal with pretty much every time. No, actually, I think I caused it. One, no, well, no, nope. actually. You adapted. You I, adapted to my problem. Wow. <laughs> you did. I did something This nice. has really been hey, Does me. that mean I'm 100% decent? Uh, well, I admire you. <laughs> well above that. This is Random Ramblings. He's Josh. I'm Kenny. That's correct. Oh, oh, got that in in under a minute this time. I know that one time we couldn't remember if we did it or not. Then I went back and listened to it. We did it like eight times. Well, <laughs> hey, if you're going to do something, do it right. You know what? That's sometimes what one of my you, horrible managers Sometimes said you just have to be meticulous about something and over and overdo it. It's just, it's just the way it happens. Yes. Um, yes. And then, and then sometimes it's just like, yeah, whatever, no. No, I get it. I get it. Oh, man, I just, I am worn out. I'm not going to lie to you. I am just flat worn out. I have had one of those weeks. Now, granted, it's easy for me to say this because I do what I do and scheduling has just been a nightmare. No one's fault. Kind of what I signed up for. Uh, I had an 18-hour day uh, one day in the past week. That was tough. That was tough. I'd done that. I've done 12s. I did 12s for 12 years, but I never really went over into anything beyond that and the 12 included travel. This 18 was straight work. Yeah, th- thanks to a little storm called Ian, I, I did seven straight days, got called in multiple times. and So, yeah. That, again, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I had one day of it, may have a second, but I'm trying to work ahead to prevent that problem. And I, I was going to say all of that pales in comparison to the hurricane that you worked in, but in my world, that's a thing. Yeah. We just, uh, we're still, we're still dealing with that. It's, oh, I'm sure. It takes a while uh, for, for everything to be taken care of sometimes from my standpoint, from what I do. Oh yeah. And that's, so, again, I'm not trying to take it, away anything oh, no, from the folks no, that do it. I haven't had to, I haven't had to do 18 straight hours. Uh, luckily for me, it's a case of when I get called in, it's deal with said thing, and and in a storm during the course of the storm, we'll hang out. Uh, right, but we're not going to hang out for very long because that's a waste of money, a waste of manpower. Right. So it a lot of times it's a back and forth thing. See, I find and, that and weird because for it your was safety. And, well, it's a <laughs> it it turns into a case of, and you know, I'll, I'll put it out there. I have to deal with fallen trees. Uh, in situations like that. And what happens is we have, everybody is, you know, put on what we call standby. And it's a case of, we've got groups. Of and course. we're all kind of used to working with each other. We Each group has a, and I'll, I'll call it a lead, but a more senior person on it. So what happens is tree one falls. And while while group one is coming in to deal with tree one, tree two falls then tree three falls. Well, then you end up calling in a second group. Right. And then we scurry around and we take care of what we have to take care of. The have to is open the road. Get get roads back right. where they're passable so people can get in and out. <laughs> we talked emergency, about this back in the winter. Yeah, emergency vehicles <laughs> to get in and out. It's the same It's the yeah. same premise. And so it's, it's get the road open. It's no longer a case of we have to clean all of it up. So what happens is you, you, you get this breath of nothing has, nothing has fallen. The momentary reprieve, and so it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna hang for a little bit. Wind's still up. We're gonna hang for a little bit. Well, there's a point in time in which you we can't hang, but for so long, right? You know, there again rules. So it's go home, and I have in the past, not this storm, but I have in the past literally gotten gotten inside of my house and gotten the phone call. Uh, I have left work on time. Punt, you know, clocked out at my normal time, got to my truck, and then the phone ring. You need to come back in. But uh, what ends up happening is we don't deal with anything wrapped in any kind of power line. No, and with good line. reason. We, we, we don't hold those certifications. 
So a lot of times, you know, we might have, and I think this storm was a total of about 20 trees. I, I immediately in that moment, in my head, envisioned you holding up the the Rolodex from your wallet. And just, yeah, like, I don't have that it's, one. It's like Sorry. that episode in the movie Grease where that one pink lady just flips out four million it's, pictures or, or accordions like, out. But I think of George Jetson. Yeah, I don't let me go down <laughs> electric line, electric line. Wait, I haven't got to the E's yet. It's but no. <laughs> oh my god. So, you know, and and what happens is they, they deal with those. Well, those guys have their hands full. So once they get the lines out of the tree and deem it safe we have to come back in and take care right. of the rest of it. So it's not a they're going to run us in and out of a storm nonstop. It's a case of we've done what we can, and we've got to wait to come back in to do the next thing. Right. And then, of course, you know, my particular department, we're the ones dealing with everybody who had to rake all the crap out of their yards. That right. So it's it's been it's been a, a nice couple of weeks. I, I hate hurricanes for more than one reason. Well, so it's since we're in, I'm on the fence uh, with snow because I still <laughs> like snow. <laughs> so since we're in update mode, um, we all remember. If you haven't, go back a couple episodes and you will get the uh, the football story where the referees are assholes. Well, we had the makeup game for that, and lo and behold. I don't remember if I told you or not, but the uh, we talked about the referees and, and what they had to do. Yeah. We have since found out that by the state-level standards, they are only allotted to give 30 minutes. Then they are within their within their respectable window to go. Wow. They, they we talked about the drive time. They never left the parking lot. Oh, no. They never you left the parking lot. you to be kidding nope. me. Nope. They never left the parking lot. And then y'all had to scramble to get games in and had that storm come we are, through on top of all of that. We are, as, as we are recording this, we have played two of the three games we will play in a seven-day window. Wow. Three football games in seven days. Not to mention... Kids have class. Yeah, I was going to say, not to mention homework and injuries, tests and quizzes and right. you know, the, the pounding your body takes. Correct. I mean, even the professional-level sports yep. try not to do that. So the makeup game... For this, the second game of the week was that game. We just had that a couple days ago. And so the refs have been, while exonerated by the rule book, crucified in the court of public opinion. <laughs> of so course. we are. Well, at- that's, and that's the way it all works out. <laughs> Trust me, I can get crucified by the court of public yes, opinion myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Even though I, I function within the, the, the parameters of my job. So, so. I felt like this update was worth it because yeah. it's going to be the same thing. So, we are at the facility. My crew gets there early. We want to set up. We want to test. We want to have everything done and set up because there's a lot of moving pieces. So, we'll get it up, test it, turn it it all off once it's all wired up so we don't kill battery, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So, as I'm walking down the hallway to converse with, I will call them my counterparts. They are not directly employed by the same group, but they do the same thing for a competing station. No harm, no foul. Good guys. We've been all been doing this for a while. I was so. say we're all friends anyway. Right. I, I know exactly who you're talking right. about. I, I know them. I mean, we're and and here's here's something that a lot of people don't realize. Um, there are four stations in our area. Uh, yeah. And there there's pairs. Two are owned by one company. Two are owned by another company. And we all. I've got it right. No, no, no. I, I don't disagree, but does the one who owns the other two own the other one on the far side of town? Oh, the other one, I'm not including that one because it's not anywhere near the same genre. Okay. Because I, I, right. I said four. I mean, we okay, we have five. Yeah. But four are operate within the realms of what you could consider top 40, even though two are classic style stations. Yes. No, you're but fine. I, I was leaving out the, the, the Christian station, and I apologize for that. We have five. Uh, I'm just trying to clarify two, where I'm like, yeah. he's not on that one too. No, it's, which it's, is fine. But anyway, the, of, of of the five, there's one that does not compete with the other four Correct. at all. Completely different genre, 
and uh, everything. But the other four are owned in, in pairs. One yes. company owns these two, and the other company owns those two. And what's hilarious is we all know each other. We all hang out together. We all talk together socially. At some, and at, at some point, we've all had to be in the same place at the same time doing the same job. If I look at the majority of the staff in my office, I think I am one of maybe two who hasn't worked at multiple of them along the way anyway. Yeah. It's a small niche, okay? It's not like we're in a New York or a D.C. Well, where yeah, there's 4,000 of these people and you just bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah, you, I've worked at two I've worked at two separate stations, Not, and one of them was not locally yeah. at all. It was an hour away. But because of the genre of music, I've managed to interact with all sorts of of people, even the ones down here, right? Uh, because the genre of, of music, totally. some of the some of the places that everybody ended up with at the same time, and you end up parked together. You know, the people that that do these major events are like, okay, we're gonna put all the radio stations there. There's literally, I mean, let's if you look if we want to go scale it up, if you go to a an event like the uh, the average plate. Yes, <laughs> that large that large kickball game every year. Uh, there is literally Radio Row. Yes, they close an entire street somewhere near that stadium where it's nothing but radio and TV, and these folks are set up. So if athlete A shows up on Radio Row, he agrees to spend the day, and he'll go boop 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 all the way down, and he'll do three hundred interviews at the at, at the speedway. All the radio stations are in the same general area. You can you you can't necessarily spit on each other, but the, it, it doesn't take but like twenty steps, and you're not there. anymore. You didn't go this last no, time. I didn't. They have a not a new management team, but a new uh, I will call it coordinator for the fan zone, and they put all of the big displays around the outside. All the single vehicle folks are plugged right in the middle, so it is a bit of a radio oh, right wow. now. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, which I think is a nice thing because. Easier in, easier out. Well, it's easier on the it's easier on the people you're going to interview. Correct. Not necessarily because sometimes you're getting you're getting drivers. Yeah, absolutely. And That's the, the drivers are actually brings being, us credibility, right? The drivers are being escorted through fans because this is the fan zone on golf carts. Usually. On golf carts. So if you get there and that driver's been been offered up or that interview's been offered up to mul- multiple stations, the driver just has to go from one to the, one to the one to one. And anybody trying to get an autograph can just kind of follow and. Correct. In turn, we we did some interviews one time at that particular speedway. They they had drivers that were going to interact with fans and play little like I, we, I don't want to use the term wedding games, but play little like trivia games More and stuff less. under a big tent. There and, is a, they. I mean, if you're familiar with the sport, they do a fan experience right, at every, every track. track. They're all required to appear at several of these, and and they try to keep those different. Right. Even at the same, this same speedway won't do that same thing for years right. again. They actually try to to mix it up a lot. Yeah. But the station I was with at that time was offered first interview of every driver going in. So when they set everybody up, we were literally first. Yep. And they had set it up where the, the drivers were going to be dropped off at point A and they were going to walk down so that they could wave, be hollered at, sign a few autographs, you know, be there to interact yep. with everybody. So they stopped with us and then, you know, we got so many minutes and then they, next person, next person, next person. And it, it, it actually works to have that. Now, and if you've been to a speedway of any type and you've seen where all the television stuff is, it is like... Is mobile busy. home city. I mean, it yep. is, and they're all—they all look like big enclosed utility trailers, car trailers, but satellite dishes on top of satellite dishes on top of satellite dishes. It's really kind of amazing all the production trailers for two days worth of work. And I mean, there's got to be miles of cables spread between them all. Um, in that area, in, yeah, but they all area. are networked in. The infrastructure is done well enough where they don't have yeah. to worry about people. Tripping over it, no. they plug into here. There are feeds but that in, are run up to yeah, other, inside but, yeah. that fenced-in area. Though it's is, busy, is unreal. It is uh, busy in, inside that fenced-in area is unreal. But no, you don't have to walk over a lot of right. plastic tracking or anything like that, yeah. where the cables had to be run up to the to the stands. But anyway, it's kind of once you once you get to see some of that stuff from. Behind the scenes, <laughs> it changes your perspective yes. on the event. That that's one of the things where it sounds very diva-ish of me. But if we wind up getting, 
I don't want to go to the Speedway unless I get credentials because the view from the press box is better than any view in the building. It is an atmosphere. I'm not required to wear a headset. I may or may not get food. I have a bathroom that's not a giant trough. It's a single bathroom. Now, granted, 50 people have to use it, but that's a lot better than 50,000 people trying to well, filter see, their way through there. I actually, I don't mind being in the stands at all. I understand that. I You're mean, more of a fan than yeah, I am, though. Yeah, I was going to say, part of it is I, I'm actually a fan of the sport, and I want to be down there with everybody. because I want And I do have my headset on. Believe it or not, I'm listening to a radio broadcast. I do not, you can't, it, it's not wise to be at a short track anyway without earplugs of some type. So I bought noise-canceling headphones you should. that have AMF and radio in them. And then I tune into my old station that I used to work for because they're, they're close enough. Yeah. They do the broadcast and I actually listen to it on the radio and watch the race. Yep. You're not going to hear anything announced over those cars. There's no catalytic converters. There's no mufflers. There's nothing but loud, fast cars. And when they're running... On the paperclip, you're all you're gonna hear. Yep, is cars now, yep. and I have not been to a larger track in years. When I was at Richmond, um, what feels like Which isn't years ago. a lot larger. Let's no, be honest. not really. But there's more. You're not gonna hear the cars all the way around the track. There, there's a point in time where you don't hear them, and I was a little little higher up than I normally sit at Martinsville. So yeah, but yeah, once you get behind the scenes on some of this stuff, right. Well, and all the different TV crews are sitting there and having a meal together. Like, yeah. it, once you get into that press box, everybody's sitting there having a meal, and they're like, "Hey, oh, you got hot dog, you got mustard this time." Blah blah blah. I mean, it just it's this, it's the things where you are sitting at home and watching it on TV or listening on the radio, and you're like, "Oh, that's so cool." We're just waiting for it to start because then we have to do our other job. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I don't mean that to to put a damper on it. It's just a different feel based on what you're exposed to. But if, if we kind of bounce back to the, the football thing. So I'm standing in the hallway. We're up in the press box. And I hear the elevator ding behind me. Which is so much fun for a high school game to hear an elevator. Because <laughs> you're like, normally you're walking the bleacher steps with all of your equipment. Now I can walk 50 yards and go, boop. <laughs> this is so nice. Eleva- I mean, you feel spoiled. Lo and behold, I turn around just to acknowledge who it is. It's the same crew. Oh, no. It's the same crew. Here's where the problem lies in this moment. They come off the elevator. I've met the head official. He and I have worked together on a couple of different games, so this isn't new. We're not new to one another. We may not be on a first-name basis, but there is facial recognition. So he gets off the elevator. He goes, what's up, big guy? And I was like, hey, wasn't sure I'd see you back here. And he goes... I expect to get a lot of that this evening. He goes, I ain't even hit the field yet. You guys are doing this to me up here. And I said, <laughs> for what it's worth, I now know the difference in the moment. I'd have loved to know where you lived. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> now, to his credit, in typical referee fashion, thick skin, totally got it, chuckled a little bit. Uh, one of the guys was very grumpy because he had to be there. He was slated to do a volleyball game at a different school where the comeuppance comes full circle is they didn't get paid for Monday. Ooh. They had to come do it for free because they got paid for the last one. So he missed out on a check. The head guy didn't really care. It's a Monday. I wouldn't do anything anyway. He's a single guy. He doesn't care. The grumpy old grandpa who is doing this for all of his money outside of Social Security and AARP was pissed. <laughs> got So he... He never took the attitude with me because I'd have told him exactly which orifice he could stick it in. But I could hear him fussing. But what I found ironic is they weren't up there with us in the first game. The athletic director gave them accommodations in a conference room to get changed and get comfortable and get set. And I look over at my counterparts and the door closed and I go, they weren't up here before. And the guy looks at me and he goes, no, they weren't. I said, guess who's now got a place to hang out if the lights go out? And he goes... That's that bullshit. <laughs> uh, but so, so we get down on the field and I just, <laughs> we're, I'm out there first because I'm out there for pregame and everything in between. And they hit the field. Well, they are required just to explain the rules, just like everybody else. And they just say, hey, to the coaches. 
well, I may have found myself near enough by that I could hear that conversation. Now, tempers had settled. Multiple games had been played. So everybody's just kind of, okay. So guy walks over. Hey, coach, how are you? Coach grabs the hand. He goes, good to see you, man. Again, you going to stay this time? <laughs> and he looks at him and he goes, you know, I've already heard this once. And the coach goes, from the other coach? And he goes, no, nah, from your guys upstairs. And I'm just standing there. Coach looks and he look. He has to look past me to look up at the building. And I just go, and he goes, my man. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and I said, and I, I chuckled, waved. And he goes, he ain't the only one. Your offensive coordinator let me know about it too. And I was like, <laughs> so we got the game in, they won. But in, in the moment it was like, this could have been a very tense moment. There were a couple of fans that I know personally that texted me and went, is this the same? And I went, yep. Every flag that got thrown, I hear a small group because they have shared amongst the people around them, boo, you could have done that the first time. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing better than irritated fans. Well, actually, yeah, no, what, I'm going to leave that one. I like it. And, and... Here's the thing, uh, my favorite sport, racing. There's there, there's a bad guy, and there's always one bad guy. Yes. There's one bad guy. There's one guy that everybody loves, but everybody else loves to hate, and it and it's not even a fifty fifty. I used to think it was the guy who drove for the car of the candy that doesn't melt that melts in your mouth, not in your hand. I've grown to respect that guy. Right now, it's the guy that looks like the blue alien from Space Jam who I have zero use for because he's a dick. And I don't watch regularly. It's just every interview I see, the, every uh, soundbite I see, it is and, like they are beneath him. And I'm going to steal the, the, the Daytona 500. I cannot remember the comedian's name. They had a comedian come out and introduce the drivers, and I'm going to steal what he called it. The candy-coated villain is not the biggest villain right now. No. No, he (laughs) is not. (laughs) I think that he has done enough and has been on the bad end. Like, he's received bad breaks enough where the fans have developed a bit of empathy, whereas the other guy is still creating the chaos. (laughs) And when he gets a bad break... you and after it. The, in the past couple of weeks, a new guy has been creating chaos. Yes. <laughs> so it's, yes. And, it's, and it's kind of fun because and when the reporters... <laughs> I don't know if the, you know this or not. He's not going to be with that team next year. No, I've already seen that. Okay. Yes, I've seen that. That's but, not a team that's going to help him thing, out. He's got to wait a year before he can go with the team he signed <laughs> on with. But anyway, here's the thing. They, they talk about the storylines. Yeah. Now, when you hear that, when you're watching a wrestling match and you hear somebody go, oh, the storyline's right there, you're thinking something scripted or something that, you know, backstage, well, hey, let's it do is. this. But within this, I don't think it's scripted. I don't think that they wake up in the morning and, and text the driver of the number six car and go, hey, I'm going to tap you today. Nope. Let's have a fight. It's coming. I, it's it's actually competition and, you know, adrenaline and, and everything happens. Yeah. And... Here's the thing, new guy. New guy's gonna get a reputation now. Now, oh, and here's the. Here's, I don't think he's gonna. He's got. It. Here's here's <laughs> the thing. Do you, does your publicist look at you and go, "Let's roll with this. We need a new villain." Or does your publicist look at this and go, "We got to fix this." That is an interesting question that I have never considered. I told you you I, were involved last week. You don't get to play this week. <laughs> That's I read, the second spam call I've I turned down. Ms. I'm not Mac- going to put y'all through it again. I read Ms. McIntyre's uh, book. Uh, oh. And in it, she talked about when her divorce from her first husband okay. came about, the uh, in, the tabloids ripped her a new one. Of course they did. And you know she, she felt bad about it. It was driving her crazy. And her publicist actually told her, and I don't know if I'm quoting this, so we'll call it a paraphrase from, from that biography, and... Hell, for all I know, she's got six more books out there that I haven't seen yet. But uh, her publicist actually told her, said, hey, wait, toughen up, grit your teeth, get over it. You know the truth. He knows the truth. The person that turned the story in knows the truth. They're out for money. They're out for a story. Get over it. There's no such thing as bad publicity because your name is being said. It's you're you're on everybody's tongue and you're on the cover of all of these these particular things. 
So it's not a bad thing. You're just going to have to get over it. So as a, when I think about that like that, here I have this this new guy, and we're going to call we're going to call the the most recent one that lost his contract. We're going to call him the new guy. So he's he's done this bad move, and it was a bad move. <laughs> he's made it, several bad it, moves, and and now is your publicist because a lot of these people, the publicist and something like that, they're paying for out of their pocket. The team does not. So as this right. guy's publicist, I'm sitting over here thinking, do we run with this and give ourselves yet another villain? Because currently, as always with racing, and it was initially Earnhardt, the people that did not love him to death hated, hated him. Yeah. And here's the thing, and I was on the I didn't like him team, but I always knew where his car was. Yep. So Which again, is what they want. No such thing as bad publicity. I just didn't want him to win. And I'm like that with the candy coated villain. Don't particularly care for him to win. And I will say this out loud, and I know when another one of my racing buddies listens, I will say this out loud. The man is a heck of a driver. Yep. And you've said that in here before. And he's got Go an, back and listen. And he's got an attitude that goes with it when he's in that suit. Outside of that, he's it's nice not the find. same guy. Yep. And you've got a few of them like that. One one for a carrier service that you were looking for to stop at your driveway today. He can be a bit of a dick himself when he wants to be, but he's a hell of a driver. So I have interacted with him enough outside of the vehicle that his in act his in car attitude and his out of car attitude, it started off great. But he made the fastest transition to grumpy old man no, really? I've ever seen. <laughs> I've only, I've, I've not, the candy coated villain I've not been around, not met. And I've only been uh, the delivery service guy. I've only been around him once. And it was a really short interview. But he right. was what you see after a race and what we got in that fan zone time frame were two different people. Right. Uh, and, and there's a lot of them. And I, I get that. I mean, but he's a hell of a driver. Oh, yeah. But... You, you can't like all 30 of them. No. You just can't like all 30 no. of them. Uh-uh. And uh, it's really hilarious. You interviewed someone that was not in the Cup Series a while back. I did. And I, I was standing there, got to see the interview, got to meet the man, and I'm like, well, it'll be it'll be a while before he's in the Cup Series. Now he's in there and winning. <laughs> not going to lie, so, I still have that interview readily available. If at any point, I've, I'm actually, uh, we have a motorsports correspondent, as obviously you know who that is. I'm trying to get myself onto the media list at other tracks so I can just go to some of these places I've never been to before. Right, right. That interview has been submitted several times. We got this guy when he was still nobody. Uh, Now he's one of the biggest. And we have photos to prove it. I have to say, because I got to meet him, shake his hand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And this year, he's driving for for a brand new team. So this year... if he starts getting up to the clo- up, up close and, and my normal guy's not, I will actually pull for him. I yep. keep up with where my normal guy is. Yep. It, that's top priority is where is where's my car. But I've got a whole list yeah. of other people. It's my it's my he's allowed to win list. <laughs> so I have a, I have a they're allowed to win list, and then I have the the guy that I keep up with. So right. So and that's that's one of the things that when you I'm. Fortunate enough to have been in these situations, and it is it has been a pleasant experience for me because I've gotten to meet people that I would have never met before. So I'm able to track artists in one way, athletes in one way, um, just because of just life experience in general. Uh, we have a local minor league team that was recently owned by a major league team that dissolved, whatever. Well, one of those seasons, my family played host to the manager, his family. That was a great experience. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've, we've been seen, through that. Yeah. We've, so, but go, again, because go of back that, and listen. Yes. <laughs> but because of that, the guys that played for him, I'm now following. Would not know me now from I, Adam, but I, I've talked with them. I met those guys. And so I want to see them do well because I watched them play here. Back when you're back in that same time frame yeah. when our when our team was owned by the major league team i managed to get in there and do some work and get very personal with a lot of them and i i have kept up with them most of the ones that i that i got to meet and interacted with them on the regular yeah. 
they didn't they didn't they go into the major leagues or anything like that. But I did keep up. I did do some research. Yep. I did keep you know where are they this time? What kept up with their averages and everything. Uh, it, and, and that's an it is an awful lot of fun uh, when you get to it be is. on the other side. There's a connection, and I, yeah. I love that. I that's one that's probably my favorite part. Now it <laughs> it has its downsides. Remind me about another one that I just did. We'll talk about that yeah. off the air because that's still technically a uh, a work related entity. Though these other things are perks of the job that I really enjoy. Uh, but I mean, overall, and and. Going back to the whole referee thing, and we've talked about this too, my favorite folks to heckle are the minor league umpires because those guys are working to get up there, and I know the managers they're going to have to interact with up there. So all I'm doing is doing them a favor because there may be 300 people at this event. There's going to be 50,000 people in the big leagues. I, I need to train them to have a thick skin. I'm beginning to think that every new hire we get at work is actually warned about me, to be honest. Well... <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but no. But I'm the, just, well, I'm the guy that that picks, and I realize that there's a fine, fine line between picking and bullying. And yeah. I mean, it is it, it takes a lifetime to learn how to dance on that line, and it also takes it, it takes an awful lot of paying attention and watching body language yeah. and to realize who you can and who you cannot pick on. Yeah, and one of our new, 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 new to the fifteenth thousandth power guys, <laughs> when he came in and was introduced, when I found out his who his girlfriend's dad is, <laughs> I laid into him day one. That a boy because his his girlfriend's dad is just like me. He loves to pick and play. And I knew, and I found out weeks later, the man did, when he found out which department this guy was going to work in, the man looked at him and said, you're not going to survive, Kenny. You better get over it right now. That man's going to pick on you relentlessly. <laughs> I love it that they're being warned by people from the outside. Oh, so, that's the best. So, yeah, it, and it's and it, and me and the guy have, I, I, I hope it's a little bit of a friendship. I know he's been listening here and there. Yeah. I, I hope we've made a connection. I, we don't. We get along at work, and we we talk other than me picking. But there, there for a while, all I had to do was look at him, and as in look at him, I mean all I had to do was stare, and then he'd start laughing. Right? <laughs> just there's always that one coworker. I have one of those. It used to be you. You yeah. and I couldn't sit at meetings together. There was a reason we were weekends, and management was never in the building. I, you know who my other one is. That's like that now. Yes. <laughs> But no, I, I, I get that whole fine line thing. I recently had a, a uh, I won't go into detail, but a uh, an event where that line got stepped on a little too hard. Uh, it caused uh, a bit of friction, but, you know, it is what it is. My favorite, though, and, and again, I know I've talked about it, but it's too much fun not to share a second time for those that may have missed the first time. Fix that problem, go back and listen. Um, <laughs> wow, he said all of that before he inhaled. That's right. I'm surprised y'all didn't hear this big... <laughs> Because the walls in the room moved in. I'm a professional. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I was at one. That's of, what she said. Hey. <laughs> I was at one of these minor league games, and one of the officials was particularly bad. Um, and then again, these guys play a three game series, so he may be behind the plate now. He's out at first base the next day, so on and so forth. Uh, so missed a call horribly at first base the day before. And then he comes back out the next day, because at this point we're going all the time. He comes out and he's and I'm like, Oh, you're behind the plate today. I said it loud enough. And he kind of waved and I went, Oh no, that's not joyous. I'm gonna be on you all night. <laughs> and so he missed a call or something like that, or and I forget what exactly it was. And I said, just so you know, you could have made that call at first base last night. There are a couple of folks behind me that are like my wife's like, leave him alone. My father's like, he's not wrong. I mean, he he's my hype man of chaos. So so finally, I say I catch and I forget exactly what it was, but the one phrase that I got it and I was never rude. It is not my goal to be rude. My my goal is to call out your mistakes because that's what everybody else is going to do. You can't eject me. You've given me a sense of of power, and I'm not ne- I'm not behind him. 
So he can't ignore me completely. I'm over to his right. So I'm on a peripheral. And I'm on the second row because that's where they always put us. So he makes some sort of call. And the guy throws his bat down. He's not happy. And before he can turn around, I'm going to go, don't worry, batter's right. And, just, <laughs> and before he can engage with the batter, I see him cut his eyes over at me. And before the spat could even continue, I went, I'm in your head now. You should never have looked at me. And and the manager is the guy that was staying with my family, was over on the third base side, and he's just going, <laughs> like you can almost hear the, head, the, the forehead slap from there. And he, So they get home that evening, and I get a call, and he goes, I don't even have to go at him. I don't even have to go talk to him. You do it for me. We have... <laughs> We've had, in three years of working there, we've had new guys come in, and and I've actually been told to behave. Oh, I love uh, that. By my supervisor. It's like, you're going to get a new, we got a new guy coming in tomorrow, Kenny, you behave. Why do I have to behave? Why not everybody else? All, all that makes me think of <laughs> is the movie Waiting, yeah. where at the end, the kid loses his shit, and as he's making his ploy to be just untouchable, he points it to one guy in the back corner of the room that's the perfect plant for the moment, and he calls him out, and he goes, and you, you are the biggest piece of shit in this whole place, and the guy goes... What did I do to you, man? Yeah. And so everybody turns and looks at him, and then then the the culmination of the entire movie, which I will not spoil. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't care what your take is on comedy. That one has life lessons in it. Life le- and I would have never thought waiting would have had life lessons yeah. in it, but it turned out to have really really good ones. But it just oh, that's exactly in that moment. Can he behave? Yeah. You are the biggest piece of trash. In the world. That's that. Well, I feel so like, what did that I do moment? when you called to say that you were running late? And you're like, I just, we planned all of this, and I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to be a problem. Well, you've been a problem since I met you, dude. <laughs> and I get this break, and I get this, well, that was hurtful. That's probably what they mean when they tell you, Kenny, but hey, we have it, a new guy. Maybe. <laughs> You know what? That may be the whole thing. Maybe the turnover is not the people. It's, it's me. You. <laughs> it's you. Somebody call HR and see if it started turning over more since I've come to work. Oh, the only <laughs> because that's a metric they keep up yeah, with. The... They can't send you guys in the right direction, but that's a metric they're gonna watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, you know, there's a. You can say I work in the trades. And there's a meme that has circulated recently that's that's like, you know, HR to, to everybody else. Nobody should have to work in, a, in a, an office environment in which people get picked on. And then you have the monkey looking out of the corner of his eye. Every tradesman ever. Yeah, because I mean, we're hard on each other. Yes. We have nothing else better to do. We do hard work, and we, we've got to have a way to have fun. We're not going to have a conversation with you about what happened to, over dinner last night. What we're going to no. do is look at that rip in your pants and go, really? Red underwear? Why? <laughs> and I mean, it's like, we're, we're going to give you crap right. over everything. Yeah. Anything and everything. And all it is is to pass the day. It, it breaks the monotony. Gonna, yep, it breaks it up. It makes the it makes the workload a whole lot easier. We're just gonna pass the day back and forth. And I got there's a there's a circuit of people I work with. We we trade out uh, adult jokes. We'll yes. put it that way. Uh, we trade out some uh, <laughs> pretty racy stuff sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? That and and that happens after work, lunch breaks, yeah. our, our break times. My favorite was I sent you one today and it got saved before you replied. <laughs> That's because it's going to go back out. Right. Oh, no, I knew exactly why it got saved. That's why before you responded with your ha-ha-ha, I went, you're welcome. Because yeah, I knew exactly what would happen. That's going in the bank. It will surface. <laughs> There'll be a rainy day that everybody's having a bad, bad time and, I'll, and it'll be break time and I'll be like, yeah, everybody needs a laugh and that'll come out. So I've gotten... I'm that way with my my friends in general. It's just it's not a matter of one-upsmanship. It's just the art and it, and I, I would say excuse my French, but I really don't care. The art of the shit talk is really really empowering. Yes, because whoever wins the joke of the day, will that joke will go down in infamy. It's like 
whoever finishes first. Yeah, and I've that's got the a, most epic of jokes. I've got a friend at work. He 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 does a very dry delivery. You almost have to ask. Did you yes. mean that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, and all of these people know who they are. I don't even have to use nicknames. No. All of these people know exactly who they are. I because I've who done it the is. same thing to him that he, that you you did to me this afternoon. He said something, and I just turned to look at him and go, but. Are you serious? Wait a right. minute. <laughs> right. So I I have whole I forget exactly. I don't know if I was playing online in a party with this group or I was at one of their houses and I got a phone call from my dad, but I know he's in the same vein because when he called, he goes, "I swear to God, if you all were in the same if I walked in didn't know who the first one of you all is, I would think you were forced to be in this room together. You talk more trash about each other. And I go, it's funny. Yeah. We, we like a good laugh. And he goes, oh, I get it. I have jokes with my guys that I play golf with. I know exactly where you get it from. We have one guy who plays as slow as molasses. Unbelievably slow. And there are any number of times that any one of us just want to walk up behind him and go, hit it! <laughs> And my dad goes, I have mellowed as I've gotten older, so I don't mind playing with him. Because it allows me more time to relax. If I hit a bad shot, I get to decompress before I skull another one. And he says, that is, a welcome, that is a welcome moment for me. But he's got a couple of guys that just always, there's always that one guy that no matter what happens, they could, they could have cut the green in the perfect manner, and then covered it with $100 bills. And he would be pissed. Why to put all these $100 bills out here? And there's a sign that says, take one. You can have one. Yeah. The sign's too close to my ball. I know people like that. I hate it. Well, actually. I love no, those I don't guys. Because I will, I will throw it at them all day long. And see, that's the thing. You go at them, they just get madder. Yeah. And then it reaches a point where it's no fun because then they want to fight you. And you're like, I don't want to whoop your ass, old man. You know what's coming. I'm going to bring the smoke and you're not going to like it. But at the end of the day, if everybody else can laugh around him, there's always the continuous, what <laughs> really, <laughs> who what breaks really first me, is the best part. What really gets me is when I when I throw a little something at somebody and they go ahead and shoot back. Nope. It's like what you are playing season. tennis, you're playing tennis and you and you and you hit it and you hit a perfect serve and they return it. It's it, it is. It is open season because the first thing that pause, if you get that pause out of me, that pause is me sitting over going, "Hell yeah. New friend." <laughs> Cuz I mean that's I'm ready then. I find out you can take a joke, I'm ready. But see I and right. here's the thing, I'll go ahead and say it. I put out a lot of jokes. I have to be prepared to take the jokes. Right. And that e that includes the ones that dig a little deep. Yeah. Because so, sometimes, sometimes people cross the line. They don't realize they're crossing. And people that don't know everything there is to know about you will cross it easily. So sometimes you do have to bite your tongue. And instead of snapping back with, yeah, well, look, you hateful. You know, you have to just turn and go, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. And, and throw another one out <clears throat> there. You, you got to be thick-skinned to do it. I have an individual in my family who made some horrible life choices. I get razzed about those all, all the time. Now, granted, I didn't make the bad life choice, but I'm associated with the bad life choice. So it may sting a little because it's embarrassing to my family. But at the end of the day, I know that if I call those guys and go, hey, guys, I have a problem, I'd roll deep into solving whatever the problem is. So I don't let it bother me. But I have people on the other end of that spectrum that I'm just like, you really want to do that? If you really, if you want to go that route, we can go that route. But much like I said last week, welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> you don't get to come at me and then get upset when I hurt your feelings back. That's that that is the that is my main thing there. If you're gonna yeah. dish it out, be prepared. You've got, especially with me, you've got to be prepared. Absolutely. You, if you th and if you throw the first one out there, game on. Because, I mean, that's that's my kind of good time. That is my kind of good time. My hey, how are you, how's the family, how's things going is a joke. You get a meme from me, that is hey, how are you, how things going, how's the family. That That is an entire conversation. Yep. I know how his days go, and I mean, and it and it doesn't matter honestly. If you send me the laughing out loud, the laughing emoji, if you send any of that back, that thank you, thank you for acknowledging that I sent you a text. 
But if you're having a busy day and you get it and, and, and you don't think or you don't have time to respond to me, that's all right. I, I, I did a good Southern deed. I sent you a, hey, how are you? How's the family? And I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I, a, a friend of mine from high school was dealing with the loss of his, of his wife. And it, one of those illnesses were treatment after treatment after treatment, just a long, drawn-out thing. And I'm, I'm not going to go any deeper into that. But I got in a habit. Just It was just one day I, I scrolled through a meme, and it, he's the first person I thought of. Yep. Now, the first response to that was... What I sent you today, I immediately looked at it and went, that's Gordon Kenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my first response for him was, I really needed that. 20 minutes later, we were still talking. Right. But that was the, hey, how are you? Yeah. That, that he, he needed to get in that moment. And now it's it's over. Wife's gone. He's got a whole new thing on his plate. And now he, he still gets jokes. Right. He still gets jokes before he gets hellos. And it's just a simple case of, and I tell people all the time, hey, if I saw that and you got it, it means I thought of you. Right. Now, and here's the thing. If you think I've got a folder full of friends, oh, that was a good joke. Let me send this to this this group. I don't keep groups like that. I'm literally going name by name going, oh, that one, oh, God, yeah, oh, yeah. Because I've read that joke and that list of names. People that will appreciate <laughs> it. Yep. through. Because not everybody's going to appreciate <laughs> the same one. Right. Uh, and then I, I, I have female family members that I like to send jokes to, some of my more racy stuff that you have seen, they're not going to see. Because I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, no, 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 I, I can't. That's disrespectful uh, to me. Now, some of it, yeah, I send it anyway. But some of the more racy stuff, no. So. Um, I've got stuff that I'll send. To, I've got stuff that I'll send to my neighbor. Won't send to his wife. I wait for him. I let him send it to his wife. So. I, I have. I have an unintentional. I have what I'm going to call an unintentional asshole moment. But I found hilarity in it. My wife found hilarity in it in the moment. My mother chuckled about it later. Uh, but. She is doing our, she's taking care of daycare. She's watching the baby for us, which is great. I mean, we've got a system. She's not doing it for free, and that's fine. That's whatever. Well, she's really good on certain days because I'm not going to call it weird. My wife may find it a bit weird. Um, My mother has her own wardrobe for the baby. Not that it clashes with my wife's, but my mother sees stuff and goes, oh, that's cute. So my mother has asked to dress the baby two days a week because she has developed an allotment. Oh, Lord. She flirted with a third day and Sarah goes, no. But she's receptive to the idea, okay? So every morning she sends a group picture to, well, not a group picture, a picture to a group message with my wife, myself, and her in it. And it's whatever the outfit of the day is, whatever the baby's doing. It's just, it's it's a nice, pleasant break on whatever the day is. So, we got one last week. Now, I used to live in this house, so I know exactly how the home's laid out. It's a picture of the baby in the bathroom. And so, I respond with, hi baby, hi grandma on the toilet. <laughs> and my wife's response is the half yellow, half blue shocked emoji. Like, I can't believe you did that. And my mother goes, that's rude. And I said, said the lady who took the photo on the crapper. Now, you don't know by the picture that my mother is on the toilet. Okay? There's not, like, there's no knees, there's no feet, there's none of that. It's literally just the baby. But, but the angle with which the photo is taken, it can only be taken from one way. <laughs> my, my daughter used to do that to me with Snapchat. <laughs> She'd take a picture while she's taking care of her morning thing, and the bathroom fan was always in the picture. Why well, have, have a shower? You know, I'm. So, she knows what shower curtains in my bathroom, of right, course. Right. So every time I'd get one like that, I'd just swing her and throw, take a picture of the shower curtain and send it back to her. Right. <laughs> so, a family that sits together stays together. So I respond to this, and, and she's like, that's rude. And I was like, am I? Instead of going, I'm sorry, I go, well, was I wrong? 
Not necessarily. <laughs> Strike two. And I was like, if I had quoted an inaccuracy, that's one thing. If you had clarified and said she was just playing in the bathroom and I was just sitting there, <laughs> at that point, I would have gone with, yo, okay. But she owned it because it's just us. It's not like it's a public. I mean, I've made it public, but she doesn't care. But at the end of the day, I was just like, she does now. <laughs> no more sugar gravy for Josh. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up. You'll no longer get donut gravy. God. <laughs> if I ever meet this woman, she's going to smack me straight away. <laughs> she doesn't know what a podcast is. You're okay. But it was just, it was so funny. My wife just then responds with, oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> not helping. Like in my oh, head. Come on, going, you haven't seen the commercial? Helping. Everybody poops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen a unicorn poop with the footstool. <laughs> I've seen things poop that I would never have expected to see poop. But. <laughs> But Your I top just, soil is just earthworm poop. So. I know. I know. Can we talk about manure? <laughs> yeah, right. There's a reason. There's a reason that field that doesn't have cows in it, only certain areas of grass grow up faster than the rest of it. Right. I mean, <laughs> holy smokes. It's not earth shattering what's there. But it was just the way it was delivered. The way the picture, and I, I just knew it, and I went, well, today I wake up and choose violence. <laughs> Because I also knew it was mostly harmless, and she was a good sport about it. She was it, there was never. A, I can't believe you did that. I'm so hurt. That, oh. That's not that's not my mom's mo. Because if I would have done the same thing, guess what? That's the response. If my child's doing something cute while I'm in there taking a dump, I'm probably gonna try to take a photo of it. It's a requirement. It's you're a parent. It's, it's a requirement. My mom was a parent before cell phones existed. So right. They were in the bathroom with the door locked reading the newspaper because that's the only 10 minutes they could get <laughs> from all this. Can I have? Can I have? Right. Can I have? <laughs> the only problem was in our old house, the linen closet also housed the snacks <laughs> because that house didn't have a pantry. So, so your, your oatmeal cookies always smelled fresh out of the washer. <laughs> Uh-uh. Wrong room. Oh. Wrong room. We had mud pies all the time. I'm just really glad. I'm really glad tiny Angela cellophane wraps her stuff. That was good. Oh, well, I, I did my best. That, was, that one was good. Oh. Uh, well. No, I just. That's about done. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> Insert flushing noise here. You know what? You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. I'll tell you what, guys and gals and, and whatever in between, <laughs> whatever you're identifying as this week. You know what you shouldn't identify as? A dick. <laughs>